You disrespecting our fan base, man. <laughs> that 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 does or does not exist. I, we this is gonna be uh well. First of all, let's let's damn. Let, okay, first of all, let's get to the business. Of the business. Um, <laughs> Irk and Jerk Pod number whoa. Deion uh, Sanders. No, no okay. Time. Oh, we drinking. We drinking. Okay. I'm cool. drinking today. Oh no, no, no get it twenty one. <laughs> okay, so we drinking. Okay, uh. Irk and Jerk Pod, number 21. Uh, welcome to the pod, everybody. How y'all feel? Uh, we have been on somewhat of a... This ain't no hiatus, because a hiatus be longer than just... We just took, we took a week off. A Negro was on vacation, so uh, <laughs> I had to check out. So y'all going to be all right. I didn't have one vacation in four years, and so everybody going to be fine. And so the, the man the man who's on my screen with me right now, since he got a big old cushy job, he got PTO, so his is coming up soon it's at some point up. in time. So it's coming. So uh, that's what happens. Uh, the great Jim Rome is uh, the best person who says it. He says, you know why I take time off? Because I get time off. There, there you, you go. go. You take mm-hmm. it. And I and mm-hmm. when I was poor and ain't understand, I wouldn't take my time off. I'd be like, I'll never take a vacation. And they yeah. didn't know he's gonna pay Sucker. for it. But not now. <laughs> nope. I, they gave me my stuff at the beginning of the school year. I was like, and I'll be taking off a week here next to my mm-hmm. week off. So I'll be having two mm-hmm. weeks off twice in go. two months. That's how you're supposed to do it. For sure. Um Thank you for checking back in with us. Uh, please continue uh, to uh, rate, like, and subscribe on uh, all of your favorite listening platforms. Y'all know which ones they are. Um, so I, I appreciate I definitely appreciate that. Um, this is the first pie, however, and I think I'm going to have to uh, switch it up because I got to get my mind right. This is the first pie that we've had in the middle of an NFL season. All right. So that's number one. So we usually record about this time. It's four o'clock. So we usually yes. record about four o'clock Sundays, right? That's just letting you know what it is, but we're this is in the middle of NFL season for the first time, uh, you know, right after the lions game, but the NFL is still going on and the NFL mm-hmm. is King. So I have it on in the background while we out, while Seattle's out here throwing fleet flickers while you starting the show. So I'm like, Oh, start the show. Damn. Oh, no. That's the thing, man. We would have been here forever watching football. Like, we had to just, let's get this out of the way so we can watch. I got to get back to the wife and watch the season finale of The Pank and watch (laughs) Game of Thrones, House of Dragon, House of the Dragon. Um, so I got to you didn't mess up both of the names of the shows. It's hey. cool. Black, why black people always got to mess the name of a show up? Put it. What you say? What did, what did Terry say? Put it. You got to put an S on it. Yeah, House of, the Dra- House of the Dragon. <laughs> House of the House Dragon. Of, House of the Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't close. That ain't it. The paint. <laughs> yeah, man. I can get back to the paint. Oh, Kurt. <laughs> 
Shout out to I didn't forget the real name of uh, P Valley. Uh, look, I didn't forget the name of the real name of that show. Uh, shout out to the real star of that show, uh, Uncle Clifford, brother. For sure. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, yeah. So uh, the NFL is uh, on. The NFL is on and cracking. So uh, what we're gonna have to do is tighten up the schedule and record before the games get started. Yeah, we do. I ain't gonna be no. I ain't gonna be. I'm tell you, I ain't gonna be no good. I ain't gonna be no good. I ain't gonna be no yeah, we good. We probably lucky. good not because the Lions won today. You lucky, my saying. boy. You lucky, my boys pulled off the victory. Or else I'd have been a sulky <laughs> human being. You'd have been like, "How you feel, Eric? I don't care about nothing." How was your week? It was trash. <laughs> no, for for somebody who who roots for a team that doesn't always get the win, you take every loss to the chin. Cause it's seven, bro. It's seven. My week. My week is so much better, and we're not gonna do a whole bunch of sports for all y'all who we ain't gonna do all of that. But just know, just know this: that my week goes that much better when my Honolulu Blue and Silver Warriors take care of business and get a dub. <laughs> when they don't, my week goes extra filth. And Two what's funny is with- they'll be able to watch this transpire every Sunday. If yeah. we if we get it be after the show, two things two yeah. things need to happen on a Sunday to make me go ah yes the Lions need to win and the Bears need to lose when those two things happen <laughs> all is well with the world last week what happened the Lions lost and the Bears won <laughs> but the, the great equalizer was I was on vacation. Transition. There it is. <laughs> I ain't even gonna do the things today because I'm trying to be nice. How, how was your How was your week? How was your week? How was your week? Who you you want? What's, you want to flip a coin? You want to go first? No, nah, I'll go, go first. first mine be light. Um, my weekend was my my two weeks. Um, I had I had a good two weeks. I had to bumble and stumble through our second podcast in the Irk and Jerk verse. Um, the Irk and Jerk Sports page. So I had to I had to upload that, and Irk walked me through it, and it was very frustrating. So I do give him <laughs> his respect and flowers for doing the production of the show because it is time consuming. Um, yes. For so, uh, for a novice like me, it took about three hours to get that thing uploaded. Um, but this week, the wife and I went out last night. This was the first time we went out like on a date. In a while. Oh, y'all was cute, cute. Yeah, so the thing is, you know, a couple weeks ago I said I was on Bumble and the wife was on Bumble and she had found, like, some friends. So she found, because I gave up on Bumble because I just kept getting hit on. But she has been dating a friend, like, trying to become friend, friend dates. So we went out on a triple date last night. And um, I gave them the Irk and Jerk page, so shout out to them if they actually do listen. But um, I will say, making, like I said a couple weeks ago, making friends as an adult when you can't have skin in the game. Because I could always, back in the day, lean on, I'm going to go on these dates, but I can make a friend if they was trashy dates. I can't do that anymore. So it is very difficult just to make any type of friend. So um, update for the gym friend. We are up to being the day, big dog. 
So we've made it to that point. So in the male friend making <laughs> stratosphere, I'm on like level three or four. Like, yo, what up, big dog, man? How was your day? So soon, I would say, remember I said by Thanksgiving we should be good. So we we right on trajectory of, of making a friend. But last night we had a good time, went bowling. It was the first time I went bowling in about six years. Um, I need that to change. Because you remember back in the day, we used to go bowling all the time. Was bowling a thing in Detroit? Because I remember going bowling like almost every weekend. Uh, if you was going towards Warren, yeah, you could. Uh, there was a couple places. I think I went on like one or two dates to bowl. No, I'm just talking about the homies. We would just chill at the bowling alley. Like I would, I didn't do. I haven't done that as an adult really. So, shout out to the bowling alley we went to, Penn Stacks. Uh, we had a good time last mm-hmm. night. So, um, yeah, man, it's always good to enjoy your spouse, and we we had a good time last night. But other than that, that's about it for the couple of weeks. Okay. All right. I'm glad you. I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you had some fun. Uh, you enjoyed yourself, brother. It's time. It's a good dance to get out. Uh, get away from the uh, the youngin for for a hot second. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, do your thing. Yes, sir. Um. So you know, I ain't do nothing last week. Nothing special. Um. Got out the house. For a little bit, I don't know. Stop. Let me stop. I don't even. I don't even want to <laughs> Got out of the house for about a week. I, I don't even want to disrespect. So uh, I, went, I went to one of the happiest places on earth. Uh, uh, the missus and I got a chance to uh, go out to uh, Disney World. Uh, so we went to the uh, the sunny the sunny floor sunny south sunny south uh, whatever that is uh, Orlando area Florida. Um, well, it's just a great vacation, bro. You know, it's just it was just good to get out and experience something I, I'd never, you know, experienced before. And I mean that on a few levels. First things first. First things first. Traveling uh, with a toddler on a plane—that uh, was Zoe's first time on a plane, and uh, she did not disappoint, my brother. Um, uh, (laughs) we got her up at four something in the morning. She did not sleep before that for some odd reason. Uh, and uh, she decided to get up and twist and turn and stand up on her chair and talk to people in the front and the back of her and touch people on their head, uh, jump in both of our seats. Uh, she wanted to play with my iPad, wanted to play with her Kindle. Uh, she wanted to get on the floor, get under the chair, get on top of the chair, pull out every toy that she had. And then we finally landed and everybody on the plane said, bruh, get her out of here, bruh, bruh, oh, I'm out of here. Um, yeah, if you and I'm I'm pretty sure anybody who's ever traveled with uh, somebody who's young, a toddler uh, can it's it's gymnastics. It's keeping them constantly engaged and quiet if they're not mm-hmm. asleep. Um, and that was that was a lot, you know, parts of the trip. Uh, she really didn't. She really didn't enjoy it. I was a little concerned that she was uh, uh, going to get scared at some of the characters that you get a chance to see when you get there. You know, the Mickey and the Donald and the Goofy uh, uh-huh. of the world. You know, the tall ones. So I think when we first got there, the first uh, big meal that we had was this place called Chef Mickey, where you get a chance to um, meet Mickey and Donald and Goofy, and uh, she was cool with it. So, um, you know, didn't get scared. The moment wasn't, too, you know, the moment wasn't too big for her as my man. Uh, I can't think of his name 
on uh, Instagram 30. and Coach Thirty. Yeah, yeah. The moment wasn't too big for her. She didn't piss down her leg. Uh, <laughs> she stood tall. <laughs> she stood tall. Um, she had fun on all the rides. Didn't get scared at anything. I think in the only time that she, I think that we even had trouble with her is during all of the meals. Which, if I ever take her to a nice meal at any time for the next calendar year, it'll be, it'll be too soon. Because <laughs> she mm-hmm. just wanted to, she gets to the table, she wants to stand up on the chair, wants to sit down on the chair, wants to pick up a spoon, wants to pick up a knife. You know, it's just, it's oh, constant man. motion. That's why we don't even, Aiden get a chicken nugget anywhere. Like, if I go out to grab something, first of all, we're trying, so now we are actually planning on taking him to restaurants so he can start getting acclimated with eating out in mm-hmm. public. But um, that's a plan because she's a year younger than him and we definitely weren't taking him to any restaurant unless the whole family there. It's you need you need a uh I was think you know, I, I mentioned to my mother, I said if you were here, you need somebody else to play it off, especially if you yeah. have hopes of enjoying the evening. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the big problem. It's like, you know, with the food, uh, you know, everything is kid friendly at Disney World, so you're not it's not really that big of an issue as far as what the restaurant can do is how you mm-hmm. react to it because every restaurant you know it's always a bit you know like you said aiden's a chicken nugget uh guy zoe's a mac and cheese girl so she's gonna want her mac and cheese and oh uh, and sh- and oh by the way she hasn't grasped completely how to feed herself yet so mm-hmm. not only do you have to feed her but you have to feed her at a constant motion or else she's gonna go machis machis and oh it has to be always like, be on the way Yes, or else you're going to hear about it. Mm. Oh, no, she doesn't go much. She, she goes, please, 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 please. Oh, That's really? Yes, bro. Hey, yes. Don't it's, be begging like that. Like, he, <laughs> unless it's, well, we try to give him enough food to last. Like, he's at the point now where he feeds himself, but. Okay, we'll see. Yeah, that macro, but the macaroni and cheese, he's not. Like, we're mm-hmm. still on the, if he even eat a side. That's the point where we're at. Like, it's either, it has to be a solid. Like, there's no items like a macaroni and cheese. It's a bread. It's a meat. It's a meat. It's a bread. It's a fruit. It's a bread. It's only three things, but it has to be all those where he can just caveman and like, huh, give me that. <laughs> like, give me that bread. <laughs> yeah, that. Like, you got to be like, able it ain't, to. It ain't no intricate, like, let me get a bean. No, we ain't made it today yet. Yeah, she won't. I, it, it all depends on how she feels with the uh, with the whole chicken nuggets. She'll do it, but um, yeah, it's usually she's a she's a mac and cheese girl. But um, yeah, man, I think I was a bigger kid than she was than she was because uh-huh. you know we're we you know we're in our forties, so we all. I mean, you know, Disney's been around since sixty eight, so uh-huh. you know we grew up. You know, I shouldn't say everybody grew up on Disney, but with for the most part. You know, we grew up on the Little Mermaids, the Aladdins, the Lion Kings. You know, we ten, twelve years old. So you know, when we hear "When You Wish Upon a Star," I, you know, and I saw the castle for the first time, you know, I FaceTimed you like, "Hey man, I'm in the, hey, the castle, did. bro. I'm in the castle." And Hold I was, on, but in, you uh, were at Disney. <laughs> you were at Disney <laughs> with um when 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 the Little Mermaid came out, <laughs> like when the little trailer came out. How was they doing? Were they out there booing? Ah, you know what? I forgot about that. We didn't even put that up. You know what? I didn't hear a whole lot about it, but I know it did pop off. And 
You know what? Let, let, let's, we can talk about it. I'm, I'm over. Let the pod begin. <laughs> I'm over. It's just half of this stuff is white outrage. It's like almost every subject you can bring up. It's like, what are white people mad about now? And why? It's just like, it, it, it's just like, oh, equality. Oh, you're taking away my shut up. You nothing's going. Not, you've lost nothing. Nothing's going away. Shut up. Just just shut up. I heard hey, one of the best things. Did we get things. this type of? Did we get this backlash when Tom Cruise was the last samurai? Exactly. You know what? There's so many. <laughs> there's so. I, I was thinking about. There's too many to bring up. There's so many instances of white people whitewashing history to their liking to make something palatable that for somebody to do the reverse of it on a, on a, on a fictitious character, you need to be slapped 17 times. If you have any sort of issue. I thought mermaids were blue, like in general. Like it wasn't that we Somebody, were growing up. Wasn't that look, the universal color of mermaids? Look, if you really, I heard something. I heard something that that threw me off, and I I saw it, and I, I'm I'm glad I wasn't driving when I saw it. They said uh, as many black people as white folks threw in the ocean. How are you surprised that a mermaid is black? And I said, yeah, oh, I saw on, that dog. too. Oh, come on, give dog. us us free. Come on, give us us free. That's there you go. So shut up. Shut, I, I want to say something else, but you, I'm just trying to be a little better about it. But shut the blank up. This is what what you need to do. If you know, uh, as my boy would say, jump off a short bridge. Go kill yourself. Really, that's what you should do. And I don't even want to talk like that in the real. I don't mean it in the literal sense. But just just go. And I, I don't think we know anybody. That's the other uh-huh. thing is that half the stuff that we be mad about. We really don't really know people with this type of energy. And if I did, I don't even know how I would react in real life. Like the people that we, if you see people that are pissed off about this, it's Twitter. And Twitter, for the most part, we recognize it, but it's not real. You see what I'm saying? Like you're not going to work and somebody's not coming to you going, hey, man, did you hear that they done made Little Mermaid black? Because then you beat the brakes off of them and then you get lose yeah, your good yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. And we don't have that. So it's just easier to just, you know, be able to, you know, be able to chirp about it. But um, it's crazy. You know that what? We police our people a little bit. Now, I will say when it comes to the killing, the, the young people killing, we don't mm-hmm. police that enough as we used to. But for mm-hmm. the social outrage and stuff. Black people usually police themselves. It's not enough. It's not enough white people to police themselves, Um, because you know the allies are there. But and Mm -hmm. then the the normal like rational thinking American is there. But it's still too many on the other side that's just out of line, like perpetual line steppers. That it's not enough to keep everybody in line, and that's when you got so many. Falling to the wayside, just acting a fool. And did you see? Did you see the TikTok where the little uh, white young lady? She was like a, a maybe like five or six, and she watched the Little Mermaid um, trailer, and her face went straight to young Karen mode, where like she was looking like back and forth, like um, um, that's a black woman. Like, I didn't know she know how to act. Like, yeah, like it, it was, it was weird to see because the wife, 
the wife really like just showed me something. We'll we'll get we'll transition to that next. But the wife really gets me with the with the she she knew what I would think when she sent it to me. She was like, watch this. And she was just looking at my face ready. Like, mm-hmm. Five, four, three, two. And I'm like, man, get this out of my face. She already knew. She was egging me on, like, yeah, get him, babe. Like, you know, you know what I know that we know. What's going on with this little girl right now? Um, and and it's, it it wasn't nothing like when little kids, they aren't racist at 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 the the inception. You kind of learn mm-hmm. that through through your parents, and mm-hmm. you can see this was the beginning of of that. Like, ah oh, man, this is where she headed. Ah, this is the house that she living in. Like, so it was just weird seeing, but I definitely. Um, Found it a little uh, hilarious that that people are outraged of a fictitious person and their race. Yeah. Um, speaking of the wife holding me down while I'm looking while while I'm looking at a young young white woman uh, look at something, mm-hmm. your boy John Boyega. Um, was on the break. My new man, my new homeboy. <laughs> the, if you don't know who John Boyega is, he was the first um, black Jedi in the Star Wars universe. Um, he was basically, I forgot which film it was, but he was basically like the star um, of, of that film. And since they've kind of phased him out because this man then got the obligatious of the black. Like he he didn't he didn't stepped it up a notch, and I got a little clip on what he said, and I wanna uh, I want you to hear it because you sent it to me, but I want the audience to hear it, and then we'll we'll go from there and discuss. <laughs> but you married? Yes, sir. Oh. <laughs> but yes, sir. All right, all right, Charlamagne. <laughs> I've been with the same woman for twenty four years. I think that's fantastic. She black? Yes, sir. Hell yeah. <laughs> she black? I, I, I absolutely No, because I've heard you speak. I've, 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 heard you, I've heard you speak before about, you know, your blackness and stuff. So I thought you was one of the ones that were going to, you know, sacrifice your, your loins to continue in this race. So I'm like, okay, cool. Let me just check in. <laughs> well, yeah, he said that. Shit, didn't he? he said it. So I'm like, Hold on, explain that now. What happened? Just... No, you, you, you speak about your blackness quite a lot. And, yes. and then obviously I've, I've seen your interview. So I'm like, let me just check that. Make sure he's. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Man. No, that's real though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I judge brothers like that too. I, I mean, see. I'm not. I'm not judging. I mean, anyone can do what they need to do, but I feel like when you speak in a certain way, black men got to be with black yeah, women. Yeah, I'm yeah. You, when you spoke in that, you spoken in that way. Yes. I'm like, let me just check my man. My man's devoted at home. I, I'm with you. If you <laughs> people that talk so black, but then they sleep white. I'm like, ugh. Well, I mean, have you ever dated a white woman? Yeah, I have once. Mm-hmm. Once I did. I did one, one once. Um, How did that go? When I was younger. Um, yeah, it was all right, but it was we were just chilling. You know what I mean? We were just it wasn't nothing serious like that. So, mm. but naturally, you know. Could you bring a stormtrooper home? A stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> I've said it openly. It's, like, it's just a preference. Like I like I like my women black. You know, and and and, and I feel um just just separate from you know a, a, a political statement or anything like that. It's just they fine as hell. They you know melanin levels got to be over seventy five percent. You know what I mean? Thickness got to be there. Style got to be there. We got to laugh at the same jokes. We got to bump to the same music it's just got to be a flow that's right you know what i mean so yeah and you, and you can't have conversations about white supremacy tearing apart 
black families, but you don't even you're not even trying to create. Yeah, your I, own. I, I'm trying. I'm trying to have them conversations where I can say talk my shit behind closed doors. Like, yes. I'm trying to say, woman, I don't. Mm, mm, mm. And she's like, yeah, baby, yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> That's what I mean. With that being said, what do you say? Mm-hmm. Um. So I saw this clip. Uh, I kind of laughed at it and a quick smile about it. Um, the man has a preference. Okay. And I think he articulately, uh, did a good job of explaining, uh, what he said. And he said, and then and the first, and this is the second time I've heard that clip. And he said, if you're going to talk that talk, then this is how you need to walk. And then he went on to say, and this is why I talk. And this is my preference. So here's, he's saying, Here's the other thing. He's this we, we live we're in a we're in a part of society right now where we're saying the quiet part out loud. And that's just what he did. He's doing nothing that other races don't already do at any given time. Because I guarantee you, and we had this conversation uh a few pods back, if you remember, when I said, Do uh Asian women date black men seriously and i told you i don't think that they do and i think it's for the same reasons that john boyega said that he doesn't that he dates black women i think that asian asian people have a certain cultural understanding about each other that a marriage and he's talking about relationships and i assumed because he didn't say marriage but when we're talking about relationships and marriage that's more of a life contract and Mm -hmm. that's a little different than casual sex and casual dating and when you get to that point where you're making that contract that different things come into play and i i don't think i can lay it out any better because if i was asian i probably would want to be with someone who had an asian background who understood my plight understood Mm -hmm. asian jokes and you can talk your talk like he said behind closed doors without somebody going going off because and excuse me because i know you don't like this word but behind closed doors you can go niggas ain't shit right Mm -hmm. and you can say that you can say that to your wife i can say that to my missus and they can instinctly understand what we meant right Mm -hmm. you say that i say that you know or you can say the reverse and you can say You know, W-H-Y-T people ain't nothing. I ain't going to say it. But you can say that too. And you can obviously know what that's rooted in. Because Mm -hmm. we instantly have that background. We understand what we're talking about. And you don't have to go back. You don't have to explain it. Well, that's not what I meant. And this is this. And you need to understand and go back to 1692. And you got (laughs) to understand. No, you ain't got to do none of that. You got it's. What's what's what what do you say? What's 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 understood don't have to be said. And yeah. there's a certain level of comfort when you're in a relationship that you need to be able to have and whatever your comfort level is. And then to a certain extent that I thought about this later, thinking about that clip, that there are when you see it, I don't I don't um throw shade to any black man who dates a white woman because he may not have the same culturalistic background that I had. You you know what I'm saying? That you can, and I hate to say this because this becomes like it's a racial thing. Because like he said, it's really not. But there are certain guys and there's certain black dudes that you can see 
when you see them with a white girl, you know, brother ain't never, you ain't never seen nothing chocolate a day in your life. And you can <laughs> almost on their face understand, like yeah. they have a like background. Like you may have grown up, like I have a friend, I have a friend who grew up on the east side, right? But he went on the other side of eight mile. He didn't have any dealings with anybody black that wasn't already a relative or his mother and father, right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a shock to me when he married a white woman and had white and had mixed kids and went to a church that's predominantly white. Because that was the life that he had. And if you saw him right now, you would look at him and instantly know without seeing his wife, you go, he's with a white woman. You just some days you just know. And but that's so, his, that's so his black life. people have this. So when it's, it's almost like when you're in the culture, then you can look at the subculture. It's like we're in the forest, so we can't see above the trees. So when you're mm-hmm. outside the race, you kind of just blanket statement black people or blanket statement mm-hmm. that's a good black person and that person's pants sagging. So they they are bad black. So but when mm-hmm. we're inside, then you can start seeing okay, like. You can look at a guy, a black man, and see if he dates white women. You you can kind of see it in their face. You can see mm-hmm. a black man, and he likes men. You can kind of pick up on that. You can see mm-hmm. a black man, and That's you know call. he up to no good, and he, he kind of hood dude. You can see it. It's almost like in our voice, we're instinctually, we know that stuff. Now, the white people may have their own thing, and then the Indian race may have their own thing, and then the Asian culture, they may have their own. But while we're in in the midst of us, we can see us. So I can tell when a black man is kind of down. Like, he, he, he for the culture... All the way. And that's what John Boyega was talking about. And I I told you when you sent this to me, I was like, bro, I've been saying this. Like mm-hmm. and, and I and I and I'll go back all the way. Everybody who knows me knows who I date. Like they know who I deals with. They know like that I, I ain't for I ain't for everybody else because I knew I wanted to push us as a culture ahead. Like I wanted I knew who I was at heart. So I didn't want to take this good black dude. Cause I know in my heart, it ain't, it ain't that many to my level. And that didn't even big mm-hmm. me up. That's just more of me knowing where I, I, I stand in our, in our community. So just knowing that I know I didn't want to take me out of, out of here. So I wanted Aiden to be black. I wanted my wife to be black, but I hate that we have to answer questions for that. When, a lot of the white homies, because I got white homies, like, shout out to to some of the white homies, that white gentlemen that listen. Uh, I ain't going to say all your names. There's actually a few, a few of them. But mm-hmm. y'all the ally, and I have nothing um, but respect for you guys. Um, I, I was told in the, in the DMs that they ain't know that I ain't like white people. It ain't that... I, I don't I dislike white people. It's more if you actually listen to all the episodes, I get on us more than than blaming our problems. Any color, yeah. Race. Yeah, yeah. Like so, but if I see if I see a spade is a spade. So if I see y'all messing up, I'ma say something. If I see us messing up, I'ma say something. So it's really not a race thing. It's just I see what I see. But at the same time, they the white men don't have to answer for Dating white women. Like, I've never, I've never really, like, seen them and I had to have that conversation. Like, why don't you date black women? Like, they shooting had 
Karen, 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 Amy, Karen, Karen. Like, you don't have the answer for none of that. But when it comes mm-hmm. to us, yeah, because I only date black. Like, that actually is a saying. Like, I only date sisters. Yep. Why? Why is that even the thing when you don't see the Indian people saying, you know, I only date Indian women? They have whole arranged marriages. I could never be in that. Like, I could never right. somebody arrange marriage in my ass. Get the fuck out of here. Like, we already know we, we, not, we not in that running. But that's not even for us. So why do we have to answer all these questions? Is it because people think that we just date out of our race? Like, is that, is that what it is? Because we, we supposedly do all the dating out of the race when white men date out of their race more. Like, it's just, it's, 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 it's just a, a weird dynamic that when he said it, I was like, my man, Denzel gift style, my man, like everything he said, I was right there with him. I was right there. The wife already know. Like when she says some stuff, I'd be like, "Mm -hmm. you know what it is. I know what it is. Let's keep it moving. And I couldn't do that if I had married. And I ain't even saying it's a bad thing. It's just, I wanted that part. I, I can't wait to see the interview or and I, maybe I need to look, I, maybe I need to research it more. And that's probably my fault. Um, where I see an Indian person having to defend the fact that they date Indian women. And like, you're just saying, I'm really just, I'm in a way I'm kind of parenting what you're saying, but I want to see that on a, on a star scale. Like I feel like we as black people have to answer that. I feel like our black stars and black actors have to answer to that because I feel like we're the dominant, we're the dominant gene. You know, uh, shout uh-huh. out, to, you know, under the Dr. Umar act. He's like, we're the, we're the dominant gene. We're the only people who get with somebody and we are what you are, period. Yeah, yeah. We, we get turn, with an we Indian turn person. You from your whole religion and like, culture, we change yep. it to us. We get, we, I get we with like Indian the Asian woman. Smith. Yeah, you're black. You can't, it's not, it doesn't go in reverse. Mr. Anderson. I don't, if I get with a Swedish woman, is Swedish and black, he's black. You see what I'm saying? You black, you black. That's what a zebra cake is. Yeah. When you get this black, you're going to get all this black. You know know what I'm saying? So (laughs) I I understand that we're the dominant gene, and and I understand that people aren't always comfortable with that that fact. But it just, I I think that it it bothers me that that they would attack this this young brother like that because uh, he loves his race. And that's, you know, whatever. All right, I, I think I'm. Uh, I think I'm exhausted. I'm. I'm exhausted on that. I'm exhausted on. And you know what else I'm exhausted on? I'm exhausted on people uh, uh, coming up beating up on my main man Jimmy Kimmel. Now I will say this: <laughs> I am a a big fan. Uh, shout out to Vinny for uh, putting me up on YouTube Premium because it allows me to watch um, all of the uh, the the night shows. Um, their monologues. So because of that, and I was watching it before that, but I'm always a big fan of uh, Jimmy Kimmel. It's a one stop uh, shop now. You can just Stephen click, Colbert, click. Jimmy Fallon. Uh, heck, I even watch uh, Greg Gutfeld on Fox News. Who, by the way, is even if whether I like it or not, I still need to know what's going say, on. Who? Guess we look, Greg. <laughs> he's the. <laughs> who that, who he that has, is? He has the number one night. He has the number one night show on tele in uh on television. What's his name? Good, good, good. Gutfield. Gunfield. I think. And I'm he has the number one show, yeah. and I've never heard of him. Yeah, because you well, when are you going to check for Fox News to watch a night show, bro? 
So it's it's, not, it's, it's bigger than what? Like it's bigger than network TV shows? Yeah. But you have to think, yeah, I said it right. It's Gutfield. It's not Gunfield. I knew that. Um it, yeah. So he has it's like a, it's not a tonight you when you're thinking of tonight's show, it's not like he has a more of a round table discussion where they talk about uh conservative politics over the course of over the course of the hour but as far as the cable shows go and you know you always fact check me so jump on it and fact check me fact check me but i know that they dominate cable now if it's all of the networks included i'm pretty sure it is because i know they they trash talk a lot of them but i don't want to get too too far away and give him more airtime. I ain't mad i ain't mad i mean you know everybody's got to get a check but i don't want to get too far away from the situation uh, that went down this week because we had the Emmys. Um, and shout yeah. out to uh, Keena, Keena Brunson. Oh, you talking about oh, my, uh, yeah, about yeah, him yeah, being yeah. the number one show? Yeah. Number one, beat Steve yeah. Colbert. Yeah. So shout out to uh, Keena Brunson um, and Abbott Elementary. Outstanding show if you haven't if you haven't had a chance to look at it yet or, uh, you know, if you're looking for a, a new show to watch, um, jump on whatever you get your show on, Hulu, and catch up on Abbott Elementary because it's an outstanding show. Uh, Keenta Brunson does a great job. Um, so she won Emmy for Best Comedy Series, right? So the award, the, there was the, the controversy behind that is this, not that she won the award. It's the fact that uh, Jimmy Kimmel and Will Arnett uh, presented her, you know, uh, presented the award to her. And they did this bit where Jimmy has been on the air for 20 years and he's never won an Emmy. And so he was pissed off. And so he was fake drunk. And so they dragged him out on the stage like he was drunk. And then Keenton Brunson wins the award. But Jimmy stays on the floor like he's drunk. And she steps over him and she's like, Jimmy, I won. And he stays on the floor while she's accepting her award like he's passed out and then she accepts her award yeah she accepts her award and thanks everybody and then the music plays her off while jimmy's still acting like he's laid on the floor passed out and black twitter lost their minds over this saying was he was he fake drunk was it really fake Oh, he's fake drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like literally like laid out. He was on the in front of the mic. Oh, okay. He was laid out. It was fake drunk. So, you know, Black Twitter lost their mind and saying that uh, you know, he's using his white privilege and he stole her moment and you know, all of this, all of this stuff, right? So Was it was it scripted or was this just something off the cusp? Script. I it, it, technically it was scripted like we knew it was they knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, Kinta was aware of the situation. They asked her how she felt about it. So, everything, two things can be right at the same time. And the context to that is this, is that they have a, you know, Jimmy Kimmel has a history with her, and he's a big fan of the show. He's the first person who brought her on when that show was on to his show when it was a pilot, when nobody... I shouldn't say nobody knew who she was, because people knew who she was. I don't want to disrespect her like that. Yeah, but nobody knew what... That, there, yeah. nobody knew what Abbott Elementary was, and that it was going to be this big thing. And she's very quick to point that out. And she's like, "No, Jimmy is a fan. He's rocked with me since day one." So, you know, I wanted you to. I like I said, I could have asked if you wanted to see it. Um, does Twitter overreact? I guess I can ask you that because I feel like I'm yes. just setting this up. Does Twitter just? Oh, I think this. You feel Twitter overreacts? 
to certain Twitter things based on what to I everything I like. That's what makes Twitter terrible and beautiful at the same damn time. Like Twitter, <laughs> I go for because I and you you get on me all the time. I go for my quick hitting news to Twitter first because they're going to have it before the news have it. So and with that enthusiasm comes overreactions. So Black Twitter loves. Loves to roast anything, and that's half our problem. Black people love to make jokes about anything. Like I remember a couple years when 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 crying Jordan was the biggest thing, and we had seen that gift where it was In like the world. Oh um, yeah, no, no, if, if it's a comic coming and hitting it, the world, somebody put a crying Jordan as Earth. Like it's always gonna be a joke. Like and, and black people usually, are, I don't know if it's our escape me- mechanism. But we showed about the jokes. So when it comes to that, we it comes to us overreacting, and then people will be like, you know, this is such and such, and they'll do a think piece, and somebody else will make a gif about doing the same thing. Like it, it, it's just a cornucopia of all of this just nonsense rhetoric. When the joke was written and everybody was on it, so why are we even mm-hmm. having this conversation? And this was my. And this was my beef with it. I just wanted you to, and I, I wasn't going to send it to you, but you can just, go, you know, Google Jimmy Kimmel apologizes. Uh, and he had to apologize uh, for the joke they probably wrote. Yeah, he had, he definitely had to apologize. He apologized on his show. He he was, She was already, because it was on a, uh, the Emmys were on a Monday, and mm-hmm. she was scheduled to be on Jimmy Kimmel on Wednesday. So that was, she was already going to be on the show. So okay. he went and apologized on, I think Tuesday and they did something cute where Wednesday, when she was supposed to be on the show, she interrupted his monologue when <laughs> came out there with her Emmy and he gave her, you know, time to go ahead and continue to thank the people that she didn't get a chance to think. Cause she got played off, which wasn't his fault. But it was just he gave her her time, and then he came out, and then uh-huh. you know, inter- and then you know, interviewed her, and you know, everybody was, you know, everything was fine. And it's just like, it's just like, look at the, the you know, everything deserves context. Look at the people. Uh-huh. Look who's mad, and choose not, and then choose, and then choose to put your rage in its proper area. There's so many other mm-hmm. things that we can can be mad at. You, you get what I'm saying? So yeah. I don't know. That was that was that was my that was my issue. So much. It was so much going on this week, bro. I just, I don't even know. Yeah, you. I, know, I, I seen even... our notes, and all I seen, I, I was at work, and then like an hour yeah. later, I looked. I was like, this dude had five things. Yeah, because I was, you know what? When you're on vacation, and you know your, your, you know, there's gonna be slow weeks, and there's gonna be good weeks. You know, some weeks when we have these uh, shows, we talk about our weekend for 45 minutes, and then like this week, you know, I went to Disney <laughs> World. We talked that. about it for three minutes. You see what I'm saying? So it, it just it just depends because mm-hmm. you, you know, hey, hey, I look. We went from Quinta Brunson to uh, the owner of the Phoenix Suns, which is where we at right now. Uh-huh. Him being a complete, uh, great, uh, you know, I shouldn't call him a jackass, but that's probably what that's probably where that's probably where he's at right now. So for those of you who weren't who aren't caught up with that situation, um, the owner of the Phoenix Suns was uh, fined ten million dollars and suspended for one year after uh, after an extensive probe on different issues and complaints that have been made about him going as far back as I think and I'm just I, I'm just earballing this uh, 2004 about different complaints about 
his actions uh, in the workplace uh, and using the N-word in context, because I Mm -hmm. think when people hear that, everybody ears perk up and they go, what? White man use the N-word. He was quoted as, I'm sorry, he was cited as quoting black people saying the N-word, meaning that if he heard somebody say it, he would repeat what somebody said. Oh, you can say the N-word, but I can't say the N-word. Well, how come N-words can do this, 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 this? Thinking he's he's like, I don't want to say thinking he's comedian, but I guess he thought he was, you know, the big man on campus because he's, you know, he's a billionaire who owns, he's a billionaire who owns the basketball team. And I think that now um, this rage has boiled over to the point where one of the minority owners whose name escapes me right now um, is calling for him to resign. So that's what this. That's saying, what that's nigga, like what, what? What is the the crux of the issue? Let's see here. I think, and I'm going. Like I said, I'm going to boil this down because I don't want to scan through this whole. I don't want to scan through this whole article or this whole statement. Um, but he and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna mess this name up really good. Jahan Najafi uh-huh. is the minority owner who's calling for him to uh step down and he okay because he's the of second what? largest he's the second largest state holder and i guess he's a he's essentially saying uh that a person uh in leadership shouldn't be uh shouldn't be in the situation where they're doing these things and he's i mean but i'm just asking what is is it because he said nigga it's that's one of the things that he did. I'm not doing a good job of explaining it to you. Uh-huh. That's just the top of the iceberg that he said inappropriate things to women in the workplace. Uh-huh. I think I mentioned that he I said that he dropped his pants during unwarranted unwarranted during a uh during a uh, uh some sort of informal examination by a doctor. Um he uh you know uh I guess he said he wanted to knock down one he not wanted to knock down one of his players' wives. You know, he's okay. just I guess somebody said that he basically he was being like, you know, a sophomoric ass clown. You know, just being a goofball. Uh-huh. Just during a lot of stuff and doing things that are really inappropriate, really making people feel uncomfortable. But the N word is the headline of yeah, the that, tip that of, the, of a, the, of, of a systemic because when I saw it, I was just like, oh, He's suspended for saying N-word. And my first thought was, well, why isn't he gone? And then you get the context. You get the context to it to say, oh, this isn't some guy running. This isn't a, uh, this isn't a Donald Sterling situation uh-huh. where you got some old man talking about, I buy the blacks cars and food and clothes. You know, yeah, this ain't that. that. that one different. Yeah, this is different. This is something. This is something else where clearly people at some level were okay with this, including, uh, uh, Adam Silver, uh, you know, the commissioner of the NBA, are okay with this. Um, let me see here if I can give you this quote. The fact that Robert Sarver owns the team does not give him license to treat others differently than any other. The fact that anyone would find him fit to lead because of this ownership, 
quotation marks position is forgetting that the NBA teams belong to the communities they serve. Okay, he continued, I cannot in good judgment sit back and allow our children and future generations of fans to think that this behavior is tolerated because of wealth and privilege. Therefore, in accordance with my commitment to helping eradicate any form of racism, sexism and bias, uh, as vice chairman of the Phoenix Suns, I am calling for the resignation of Robert Sarver. And that was from what? This is from the minority owner, Jahim Jaffe. Is he from America? I don't know. <laughs> okay, let me cook, bro. I am tired, and I am using this metaphorically. I am tired of the nigga shit. I am tired of us using the word so recklessly that others would enjoy using it because we make it a whole fiesta on on using it like oh this nigga ain't shit oh this niggas do this niggas blah 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 but we use it so much and i talk to you about using the words you know i don't use the word my wife don't use the word and we had this conversation not knowing that this even existed but i hate the fact that why are we using this word so recklessly and then get mad when other people use it i don't give a fuck if a white man used the nigga, because we've been so irresponsible with the word. I can't stand when we use that word because it's it's so hypocritical when when somebody like I had a conversation with my boss on Friday and he's from Mississippi and they were saying one of the drivers got got fired for you saying nigga. He was Hispanic and he was saying nigga and they caught him and the school board let him go. Okay. He is one of he's like a fat Joe, like the fat Joe type Hispanic. Like he's hood. So in the hood, it's allowed. So when is it it's too many rules to using nigga? So now my boss said because the supervisor, he was telling us the story because neither one of us knew what it was. And he said, yeah, he said the N-word. And my boss closed the door. He was like, what? He said, nigga. He was like, I don't. N-word is not a word. He was like, if they said N-word, the problem doesn't exist. So until we get, until nigga, I'd rather a white person say nigga so I know exactly where I stand in his lexicon than him saying the N-word and being kind about it. And the N-word is is more detrimental for me because I know in your heart when a DMX song come on or a Jay-Z song come on or a Lil Baby song come on or a Lil Wayne song come on, y'all say it, nigga. So why not just say it now? Like, why don't you just say it and, and let it be over with because it's cool at a concert? Like, like I said, there's too many rules to it for us to be policing that stupid shit. Like, why why is it more acceptable for our kids to say that than us to curse in front of grandma? But you can you can say nigga. Like that shit makes no sense to me, and it never will. So in my house, as my house goes, that word is the word we don't use. That's the word you won't hear Aiden saying. And if he cussing, I'd rather him say some bullshit than say nigga. I told you I had to cook because I've been holding that one for a long time. No, let it off. And I think that that's part of the that's part of the issue is that and I'm not 
letting anybody, letting any man, any grown man, grown ass white man off the hook by by saying the word. And, you know, I'm just kind of going over Like I was looking at one of the examples where I guess he heard Draymond Green running down the court saying nigga. And he was just like, how come he can say nigga, but I can't say nigga. Well, and then it's just like, and you look at him going, what are you talking about, bro? Like, what country do you live in? But like you said, because there's too many, there's so many rules to this that there's there's unwritten that it. I'm not about to sit and say I feel bad, but I can. I want to see. It almost sounds like I'm about to let him off the hook and say I can see why some people can be considered to be confused by the situation, especially when you're around someone who uses it. Where they could you you could be around you as a white person could be around and hear some black people use it 57 times and you go. Oh, I'm listening to a song, and you go, in words ain't but hoes and tricks. And then it'd be like, what'd you just say? And then you're ready to fight somebody because they're quoting a song. And I get it. It's, it, I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's anything that either one of us can say that's going to remedy this situation or, you know, come up with something. I just think it's ongoing. And I'd love to sit here, you know, and be completely honest with you. I'd love to be able to sit there and tell you that I won't use the N-word and, I, you know, I could try. I'm probably going to use it before the end of the day is over, you know, just because it's something that I have to uh, continue to work on. And it's, it's I, I continue to, as we all are, to be a work in progress, similar to um, you know, now that I have a small child, just like you do, I have to watch some of the language that I have when they're around, um, which is why I prefer to do this podcast, you know, when my daughter's not, you know, around because I don't want her picking up on, you know, on certain words and things that I may, or, you know, may or may not say. So, you know, it, you know, it just, it, it happens. I, like I said, I, I think that, you know, he should have, you know, he probably should have been suspended. I think, I don't know, you know, are we calling for him to lose, you know, I don't want to say lose a job because I don't think he loses his job. I think he would just have to sell, he would have to sell the team and make a crap ton of money. And even then, if he sells it, he probably gets some sort of backdoor deal where he gets, you know, access to the team in perpetuity for him and his family. So if, the, really if this goes through the person who was the whistleblower, does he have something to gain from it? I don't know. I don't think it was one particular person. It was multiple, several complaints okay. from what I, from what, from what I've gathered. It's not just one person that, um, you know, blew the pill on. So, uh, you know, he's out, you know, so no going to the games and, you know, the Phoenix, Phoenix Suns have a good team. You know, I don't, you know, for those who don't pay attention to the NBA and somebody brought it up, they said, you know, the Phoenix Suns could very well win the NBA finals this year. You know, they could, you know, mm-hmm. legitimately. And if he's not there, then, you know, hey, that could hurt him. So, you know. But it, if you, it's, it's like out of sight, out of mind. Ain't nobody going to remember this in June if they're doing well in the playoffs. Oh, just I, like, I won't. Just like you this were talking is... about. No, you were talking about Del Rio today. And we mm, had a whole yeah. podcast about his ass. And I totally mm. forgot that my man was even talking that spicy shit. Mm. So, yeah. like, you not even around for a couple months, let a year roll around, man. What, what, what DeAndre Aiden talking about? We ain't talking about the owner. If he come out with the trophy, uh, man, oh, I we, we, we on yeah, Twitter. We on Twitter looking. Like, we ain't even, like, looking at dude no more. And I ain't even saying just, like, you may be different, but I'm talking about the normal mm. fan, the normal person. They don't, but nobody get no, no, no care about that. Like, they, we oh, no, people. we don't. 
We don't, but you know, but we see, well, we have, we see it, and you know, it's you know, I wouldn't say it's our job because this is not our job, but it's our look. It's my duty. <laughs> we got to talk about this. We got to talk about it when we find when we think somebody is a piece of shit. Uh-huh. And speaking of pieces of shit, good job, ladies and gentlemen. The governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, is a piece of shit, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, for those who, uh, <laughs> this is the, we're going with it. This is such a spicy little podcast we got today. Uh, this is the piece <laughs> of shit segment, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so for those of you who aren't aware, uh, Ron DeSantis, and I will do my best to explain this without looking at any information in front of me. So give me a chance to, uh, the overview is ridiculous enough. Like you ain't even got to get real deep real. into it. Just the yeah. headline so, is stupid. So the headline, the headline is this: Ron DeSantis and and Greg Abbott, the uh, the governor of your great state of mm-hmm. Texas, um, they are border states for uh, immigrants who are uh, coming into the country, uh, and they're not a fan of this, and their state's getting over flooded. So what they're doing is they are trolling some of the Democrats by getting private planes and putting said immigrants that are coming into America on planes and putting them in quote-unquote, sanctuary states and cities. So what Ron DeSantis decided to do was load up a couple planes and send some Venezuelan immigrants uh, to Massachusetts uh, without telling anybody. So they land, people come off, they're like, where the hell am I at? I don't even know where I am. Soy Venezuelan, uh, are you an American? It's, it's just a terrible situation. So they people... The people in, uh, uh, what is it, Martha's Vineyard or wherever that's at, where they uh-huh. put the planes at, you know, they stepped it up and they're getting out food and, and cl- almost said food and clothes and cars like I'm Donald Sterling. But um, they're, you know, they're assisting them with aid. Uh-huh. So, first of all, these people have gone through hell to get to this country. For you to do that, that makes you a piece of shit, A. All right. B you're a piece of shit because you sent these people in a plane and you didn't tell anybody. You could have at least told the governor of the state that you were sending them to, hey, you want to be a sanctuary city and be about that life? Here's some people for you, big dog. Swoosh! And been done with it. But you didn't even have the balls to do that because you don't have the balls. Because Because you're trying to make a political statement with people's lives. And I don't think it's cool. And he probably got so many kudos from from his uh, wings. Oh, them red people! The red people love the red people love it. Ah, you got the energy; they want to talk about it. Fine, you could at least say, "I don't have the room." Take them. If people are saying we're willing to take your cold as when you come into the harbor, you're cold, you're tired, and you're hungry, Mm -hmm. then put them where they want to go. When people say. Because the pe- Greg Abbott been sending them to Chicago on buses, and he's not communicating with the mayor of Chicago and or the governor of Illinois. Communicate with these people, and that's so. All why I'm don't saying. they just why don't, why don't uh, the governor of Illinois just ship a, a few of the prisoners to the Texas jail facility and <laughs> and, and just drop them off at the front door? Like different regions deal with different stuff, like. You're a border state. Texas has the room. Florida, people washing up. 
over there. Like they just coming up on mm-hmm. shore. There's you you there for a reason. Like you get you take the good and the bad. You got the great weather, you got the good economic climate, all of that. Like but you're a border state. So no matter how many you see, there's still gonna be some there. So why don't you just do your job and 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 send them back how you've been doing. But didn't they send them to Kamala's house too? Yeah. Yeah, they definitely did. They sent it to her house in D.C. So, and that's and crazy like, because they found her, but we can't. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I forgot how you feel about our vice president. <laughs> We're still looking for you. We're still looking for you, Kamala. We love you, though. Um, it's just, there's ways to do it. I'm just... You know, my stomach for the way this political climate in the last decade has changed. Um, it's so scandalous now. Like, I don't so know. I don't, I don't remember this, it being like this before. Before Trump. Well, you know, Sergeant Dickhead made it popular. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so, let's just, let me talk my talk. Let me just talk Go my ahead, talk real bro. quick. There used Just real quick. You know, there used to be a little political decorum. Like I said earlier in the podcast, when you said you said the quiet part quiet. Now we've just flipped it, and he and 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 Trump made it cool for you to say the quiet part out loud. And part of people are like you said, part of people are good with that. Like you just said, I'd rather you call me a nigga to my face so you know where I stand. So now the thing is that we know where people we know where people stand but the problem is is that it's the people that we know we stand we didn't know that they were people we thought were allies mm-hmm. we thought people with there were certain people that we thought were cool we, we we thought we could have conversations with and we thought they were cool and we can't do it and that, and that's though. what makes you and you rather know now like you you know you know your your facebook timeline looks completely different there are people who are on facebook off facebook now that weren't because they don't feel comfortable being racist on facebook or things that are uh anti uh, uh anti friendly to the african american culture mm-hmm. or any culture that's not their white culture you see what i'm saying they'd rather just run and get and stick to the group chat or stick to a uh, parlor when it existed or wherever or truth social or wherever these clown clown ass clowns want to run to you you get what i'm saying so now they're just they're just out in front and it's it's to a point now where you don't even people don't even have any form of political taste and then when you add on to that sandwich the fact that there are people where we get we get forms of news that certain people believe and don't believe because there's not context on both sides. Whether, you know, I can start naming any of the networks you want me to that will make news stories. I'm looking at you, CNN. I'm looking at you, Fox, where you put out stories that are that are misrepresented without context and people don't know what to believe anymore. And so they become angry and like myself and they become disillusioned. And that's why we are where we are. I know that's a long way away from Ron DeSantis being a piece of shit, but it's <laughs> it's just it's just part it's just it's all in that political bullcrap soup that I'm just I'm I've lost my stomach for. There used to be there used to be a time where you could turn on politics and 
listen to a verbal joust and you would agree to disagree and two men would shake hands and you go, I don't agree with everything you said, but I agree with your right to say it. And you have a family and you have humans that you love and you care for. And I shake your hand, sir. I shake your hand, madam. You're a human being in this world and I appreciate you. You can't do that anymore. You have to want to fight people and you want to, it's, it's sick. It's sick. All right. Okay. Woo! All right, I'm, 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 I had to look. I had to get I that off I my chest. Like, I wish I had like a water, water, uh, sound bite. Like, Douse that man flame. Because that's what that's where we're at right now. We didn't even get a chance to. We didn't even. We didn't even get a chance to cook on Brett Favre being and being a piece of shit yet. Oh no, we can give him, them a little. Uh, uh, I can give. Extra I can give. Looks. I can give him a few bars. I can give him a couple bars. 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 Shout out to Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp. Shout out to my uh, boy uh, pointing that out. Uncle Shay Shay pointing that out. Um, uh, Brett Favre out here taking money from the state of Mississippi up to a million dollars, robbing one of the poorest states in the union. And knowing good and well if he was black, he'd have been under the jail. Ooh we! If they can put if they can put Mike Vick in there for dogs for years, this man took a million dollars from welfare. Then they, a million man, dollars. This man, Brett Favre, a welfare queen. Why don't you? Why? Why we ain't getting that rhetoric? Because in the in the text message to the governor of Mississippi, he said we're not gonna get in trouble, right? Like that's in writing. If you know, if I've any time I've ever said that from when I was a kid to when I become an adult, we ain't gonna get in trouble, right? That means I know we fucked up. Like that I know that is the, the universal. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. all you know what? That's all he needs for now. <laughs> he get a little fork full. He, you 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 just get a I'm a, I'm a, I feel like Jay-Z. You get half a bar. Fuck y'all niggas. <laughs> and white people want to say that part so bad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. That's, 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 that's what, what I said. People man, black people make it sound so cool. Fuck them niggas. Oh man, I wish I could say that with all my heart. <laughs> with your little black heart <laughs> okay man I speaking think- of hearts <laughs> oh, you guys oh, yeah. know your heart bro uh sheesh I, did I get it I think I think I got pretty much everything out of here um I had a good week yeah look good week. at the end of all that um I'd like to. I'd like to shout. I'd like to shout out uh, uh, my missus, Miss Adrian. Uh, appreciate you for setting up one of the best vacations I've ever been on my life. Um, is amazing, and I can't wait to do something like that again when Zoe's older, so we don't have to arm wrestle her on a plane. All right. For with me, I had to. I just take the topic that I had and just put it on my heart because I've been dealing with it since I've been working since I started out in the warehouse. Like, men, I hate, I hate peeing on urine. Like, when I go into (laughs) the bathroom, a public bathroom, and it's urine in the stall, and I asked the group chat, nobody answered, but it it bothers me so much I had to ask y'all, like, when there's pee on there, do you pee on somebody else's pee? 
And I don't like I have to find something to flush it. Cause sometimes pee, a little drop will fly up, and I don't want a mixture oh, of somebody else's pee and my pee on me. Like it oh man, like I just really uh it bothers me. But then bathroom decorum. We go back to and I can't even say white people, and they always blame this on white people. Men not washing their hands when they leave the bathroom is disgusting. I don't understand how you do that. Another thing, when you take a <laughs> duke, when you when you duty, if you in the stall and you hear somebody else in the bathroom, you have to wait to come out. You do not want to lock eyes with somebody who just blew up the just- bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. It's, there's nothing. You have to wait. So, like, if I had to take a dump, I wait till so I hear somebody washing their hands. I'm gonna wash yep. my hands before I open that doodle door and let all the doodle miss get on his clean hands. I would not do that. Like, it just ah, uh, it, it's too. It's too many bathroom stories for me right now. Like, I've been yes, holding please. this one my too, stomach. man. You've been going too long. I, now that I got an outlet every week, like I can't. Miss a week because there'd be too much shit that I gotta let's just, say. Let's just let's just sum that up and say, adults, flush <laughs> the damn toilet, wash your damn hands for thirty seconds. If you're not sure, sing the happy birthday song. We all made it through the pandemic. If you're still listening to this, man, let's get up out of here, bro. You made the you made the you pandemic. Sit at this you computer for nine hours today. <laughs> And we got to do this tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, we do. All right, y'all. Go ahead and knock it on out. Um, once again, thank y'all for listening to the pod. I hope I'm not echoing on your side. That's going to really I don't hear sad. it. Okay, cool. Okay, thank you, everybody, for listening uh, to the Irk and Jerk pod. Uh, once again, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Rate, like, and subscribe on your favorite listening platforms. And uh, we will see you when you see you. So you know we about to say, Herc and Jerk Pod, we out. Herc and Jerk Podcast.